Thanks, fam. That was my uh, sisters and my titis and my uncles and you, you're here? Those are the ones who clapped for me? <laughs> Thanks, fam, man. I really appreciate it. Enséñame a amar. Enséñame a amar como tú dame tu corazón. I'm real grateful to be here this morning. So grateful for the opportunity to address you. Um, before I get started, I just want to say that my husband is here this morning. Novio, I love you. You are the most amazing thing that God has gifted me with, and I honor you. Uh, I could not stand on this podium or any of the places that God takes me if it wasn't because God has blessed me with such an amazing man of God. Chicas, wait for it. Chicos, wait for it. It is so worth the wait for God to bring that person who God has designated to journey and to help you respond to your call to ministry. And uh, today I have the rare privilege as well to have my daughter, Adriana Nicole. She's 12 years old. And today is e-learning day. There's something called Ducktail Run. And uh, it is happening around the Grant County. And so my daughter has an e-learning day and uh, here she is learning. I want to say something quickly about Adriana. I was uh, in a missions trip in, in Cuba, and I had to have emergency surgery. I was not married. I did not even have a boyfriend. I did not know my novio during that time. And when I returned to the United States, the doctor said, man, that was an awesome surgery. They saved your life. I had toxic fluid that had exploded throughout my body, and they said, well, You'll live, but the chances of having a child are very slim to none. I was in the process of recovery, laying in my sofa, and I have this vision dream where I see this man walk into the, my house holding this little girl. And in that dream, I knew that was my daughter, and hence it was my husband. So I got up from that and I said, you know, I've got nothing to lose here. Whose report shall I believe? I chose to believe the report of the Lord and said, God, I'm going to believe you that uh, I am going to get married and I am going to have a child. And we got married and we knew that there was these two reports that had been given. But when we understood it was time to begin to raise a family, uh, the Lord of the heavenlies did not delay, not even one instant. And I became pregnant with Adriana and she's our miracle baby. So these days I find myself with a true awareness, parents that may be here, of recognizing that part of my privilege is not only to remind her and for us to be reminded that she's a miracle baby, but that as parents we have been entrusted with the responsibility to cultivate that seed that God has put and placed within our children so that we can help them be who God chose for them to be from the beginning of their time. So as I approach this passage, it's Psalm 116, I do so with an awareness of God's love for me. I'll read it for you. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turns his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Yeah, the cords, they entangled me. 
and the anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome, overcome by distress and sorrow. But then I called on the name of the Lord, Lord, save me. The Lord is so gracious and he's so righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord, he protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, O oh my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, you have delivered me from death. My eyes have been delivered from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. ¿Con qué pagaremos? What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? ¿Con qué pagaremos? Oh, I will lift the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Because precious, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. And truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you, and I'll call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord. In your midst, Jerusalem, I will praise the Lord. What a great psalm. First line really captured my attention. And I must say that in the planning of this chapel, even though it was planned way in advance, what the band decided to play was not necessarily in the direction that I understood I was to go. And I came to a point of realization reading through this chapter that this was direction reading through this psalm that this was the direction that I was supposed to go. So I come with a high level of expectation here this morning because I did not pick the passage for myself and because the songs were selected by the worship team on their own, I come with the expectation that God has something to say to you, to me, and to us collectively. So when I approach this passage and I hear the cry of this psalmist, I love the Lord if there's anything that I want people to remember me by, it's my love for God. I want you to remember that I love the Lord, that I have reasons to love the Lord. And the second thing that the psalmist is emphasizing is that the Lord heard my cry. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Theologian Buigi says that the opening of this psalm, I love that Yahweh hears the cry of my supplications, it's not common. It may be understood as expressing joyful appreciation, not just for the factual deliverance, but of the deliverance as evidence of Yahweh's concern. It is dear to this psalmist that his God is ready to listen to him. And so this love for God that the psalmist is trying to express is in response to a moment of desperation. All of us here, we come from different cultural backgrounds, different genders. We represent a wide spectrum of ages with different generational differences. We have stories to tell. 
We can share them in one way or another, but regardless of the specifics of your story, we each share some story as part of our journey that has brought us to our knees, that has taken us to a desperate moment where we are begging and crying, God, help me. Lord, do you hear my cry? It's the moans and groans of Israel, of the people of Israel while they're in Egypt in Exodus. It is Elijah laying on top of the widow's son and crying out to Yahweh, please bring this child back to life. My mother has Alzheimer's, some of you know. And I remember just a few months ago, she found herself in a state of dehydration. Had been to the hospital for three times already, and there had been a series of events leading to this dehydration. We're in the hospital, and I get the visit from hospice, and I said, you've got to accept that your mother is dying. And I'm looking at them, I say, she has Alzheimer's, she's dehydrated, she can't remember to drink, and obviously we have to encourage her assisted living facility to do it. She's not dying. And it was as if nobody could hear me, as if it was going right over their head because they insisted that I was in denial and that I couldn't face the truth of the fact that Alzheimer's is a progressive disease and that it will take my mother's life. And I know this to be true, but I wasn't ready at that moment to embrace that reality because I did not consider it to be the reality. I knew that my mom was not dying, but it made no sense regardless of the doctors that I was talking to, regardless of the people that I was talking to. They wanted me to sign papers for hospice so that I could allow my mom to die a peaceful death. No! Can you not hear me? The psalmist was at a place where the psalmist was also crying, can you not hear me? You've been in places in your life where you have said, doesn't anybody hear what I'm saying? For the love of God, can you please listen? Psalmist throughout the 19th verses is emphasizing the importance of being heard. I love God, not because Jesus is the Christ and the Savior of the world, though that merits its, its place and it's of importance. It's because God has stepped in in a moment of desperation, in a moment where nobody else could hear God's voice. There God steps in, in a moment where the psalmist felt like everybody else had abandoned. There God steps in. So this repetition, we don't ignore it because it means, it highlights the importance of being unheard. The fact that he wasn't heard is the fact and the reason why he is emphasizing being heard. Do you know what it's like to be in the midst of silence? I mean, sometimes I think silence is so loud. There's nothing, and yet there's so much. Silence from God and silence from others, it's tough. When you're in the middle of a chaotic moment, or even when it's in a simple moment of decision making, you're in the midst of any type of silence is tough. There's a deeper unraveling of the soul that takes place when you're speaking and you can't be heard. When you're saying something, but it's as if you weren't even saying a word. Man, that wounds 
it hurts a part of your being that you did not even know existed. The psalmist says, the cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. He uses phrases like being brought low and delivered from death. Stop my eyes from tearing and my feet from psalmist, from stumbling. The psalmist talks about being greatly afflicted and thinking that everyone around is just a liar. That's baloney. They're talking trash. That is not the truth. Just when the psalmist is feeling helpless, this psalm, which we don't know, some think it was David. There's some assumptions. But we don't know who the psalmist was. What we do know is that the psalmist was in anguish to the point of death, that there was pain, some type of affliction, and that it comes to an end. And I called on the name of the Lord, Lord, save me. And he does. I don't know what you've been saved from, and I can't tell your story. But I've got testimonies to share with you about those God moments, about those moments when I did not think I could get it done. But God, do you have any of those God moments where God just steps in precisely of that time? Even in making your decision to come on this campus, perhaps you were going back and forth from one thing to another, but God steps in. Some of you come from broken homes and you shouldn't even be at the place that you're at, but God stepped in. Some of you come from places of deep lowness and of difficulty and you are here because God loves you. But God. So fam, this psalm is not about the affliction. Though the affliction is necessary to emphasize the importance of this psalm, the cool part of this psalm is that it's not about the pain or the affliction or the distress or the many tears or the anguish. It is a psalm of celebration and of thanksgiving. The psalmist is saying, not only did my prayer was there a response to my prayer? What the psalmist is saying, I love God, not because he did what I needed him to do. I love him because of that. But you miss it if you don't hear the psalmist saying, yes, God, thank you so much that you did that. But God, thank you. Because you heard me. Because you heard my voice because you heard my cry I love you Lord because you heard my cry because there is value in knowing that God is listening to us that God is listening to you so I say three things I want to leave you with if the Lord heard the psalmist's voice, if he heard the cry out of Egypt, if he responded to Elijah, and he did, he also hears your voice. 
And sometimes we grow tired and weary, but continue to call on God. What better option could you possibly have even in the midst of silence? I can't fathom the idea of having to navigate some of life's circumstances apart from God. Much less, much less situations that are deep and are grounded in our souls call out to God. So I want you to know that despite of the many things that you may be experiencing, God hears your voice. Second, I want to say, some of you sitting here have been silenced, and so have I. That there have been certain situations in your life where it's been zip it up, zipped. People around you have placed you on mute. That is the human tendency and something that we must reconcile to God and with God. And sometimes it comes with the superior mindset where the enemy tricks us to thinking that some people are better than others based on the way they look. And we criticize for disability, for gender, and we, and we use our cultural backgrounds against each other. And those criterias are intended to keep groups of people, women, disabled people, colonialized and marginalized. But the devil is a liar. Now more than ever, you must cry out against the injustice and call on the name of the Lord for love and mercy. Do not ask me to deny my Latinidad and who I was created and designed to be. Do not ask me to deny that I am a woman that God has chosen to perform a work. I will stand with confidence and boldness despite all the silences that may happen around me because I was created in the image of God and Regardless of what your disability may be, regardless of how perfect you may think you may be, regardless of what your cultural background may be, we have something in common, and that is that we were created in the image of God, and that God's creation is only one, and that makes you and I brothers and sisters despite all those other things, and we must love each other as God loves us. So I tell you this, not time to be silent. It's not time to be silent or to allow yourself to be silent. This is my, this is my philosophy too. If someone presses the mute button, you must know that that button serves two purposes. When muted, click unmute. And I know there's all kinds of stuff happening in, around us, in this world, in this campus. There's some stuff that we should be angry about. You said angry? Of course angry. Of course I'm angry about some of the injustices that are happening, aren't you? And if you're not, why aren't you? Why aren't you consumed by the holy anger that in has all this intention of separating us from who God is. And in part of that separation is separating us from who we are in God. 
Dr. Elizabeth Conde Frazier says, we need a cold anger to fuel what keeps us being tormented by the oppressor attempting to force us into believing a lie about who we are. Mi hermanito, mi hermanita latina, no permita ya que gente se paren en tu púlpito para hablar en contra de quien tú eres. Dios te diseñó con propósito y a propósito. Vive con todas las virtudes de quien Dios te ha creado a ser. Ya basta. Nada de silencio. Abre tu boca y proclama las grandezas de Dios. It is Hispanic Heritage Month. My Latino brothers and sisters, live up to who God has designed you to be. Do not try and hide God's perfect creation in you. Being a Hispanic doesn't make you any better than anyone else, but you've got to know it doesn't make you any less than anyone else either. God created us all. And God desires to use our cultural backgrounds to reconcile the world. We must not separate who we are culturally from God's plan for reconciliation. Oh no, my Latinidad, dear God, use it to reconcile the world for you, if you so please. Lastly, I can't leave you without asking the question of verse 12. You know, Ruben, wherever you're at, that, that song, Con Que Pagaremos, I just, that was the Mexican version of it, I think. There's a Puerto Rican version to it, and there might be some other versions to that song. And he wasn't kidding when he said old hymn. No tengo que darte por haberte amado tanto. Recibe este canto mezclado con llanto. De mi corazón, con que pagaremos? That's verse 12. What can you give the Lord for all the good things He has given to you? The psalmist says, What, what can I possibly give the Lord for all the good things He has given to me? Yes, we're going to praise him, absolutely. But tucked away in that beautiful praise is a repetition of thought that weaves in and out of the Psalms and is clearly articulated in verse 13 and 14 and 17 and 18. I will call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all the people. What can you offer, God? Yes. All those things you're doing? Yes. But God is also calling us to fulfill our vows in the presence of all the people. That's bring everything you have, all the gifts that you have. Give yourself. Give yourself to fulfilling the calling of God upon your life. To fulfilling those vows that you have made. What have you promised God? Do you recognize that God loves you? this clear awareness that God loves me. You know why? And fam, you have no idea who I would be apart from the love of God. I could not open the door for those who have hurled insults against me. And I would not put up politely with the microaggressions that sometimes I have to put up. 
And this last year has been full of all kinds of stuff for me, crazy kinds of stuff that I never expected to experience. But God in his grace gave me enough courage to cry out to him. He gives you enough courage to cry out to him. And God brought you to this place. It's not by mistake. It's on purpose. Do you know how many times God has delivered you from death? Ask him. Because so many of those times have gone right over your head. Do you know how many times he saved you from that relationship, from that car accident? You know how many times you should have gotten an F, but you got an A in that test? Come on. God wants you to love him because of the price he paid on Calvary for your sin. Jesus doesn't want you to go throughout your journey in life without an awareness that his presence is so close to you. That his Holy Spirit is so present that when you cry out, he hears your prayer. in this place and I don't know what your wounds may be what you may be going through but I'm begging you to cry out to the Jesus God Almighty who is here today and hears your prayers and some of us need to ask God to teach us how to love more to love as he has loved so as this song is being sung this is a time Yes, to sing it, but sing it as a prayer. God, teach me how to love like you love because that's really the response that God is calling us to. Teach me how to love my brothers and my sisters, to love as you have loved. So cry out to the Lord. If you want and need something from God, <laughs> he hears your prayer. Let your prayers be heard. 